Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. I have such an interesting show today. You know, when you look around your room, you look around your, your business environment, you look around your home, don't you wonder sometimes what happens to all the old computers and all the old electronics that's everywhere? I mean, when you think about companies with all the massive amount of computers that they have that go old and grow old and become obsolete, what happens to all of that stuff? Well, you know, we've been talking about that at Dotcom Magazine. So, of course, I went through the Rolodex and I brought in really a national leader, Mr. Michael Schuler, who's the CEO and founder of Veterans Alliance Resourcing Incorporated. And he really is an expert on taking all of this stuff and turning it into something that's very profitable and meaningful for the environment as well for the people that actually do business with his company. He's a worldwide expert in this entire field. I had to have him on the show because we wanted to know what happens to all these old computers, all these electronics. So Michael, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I have so many questions. Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Well, Andy, thank you for inviting me. I look forward to speaking with you. Well, Michael, what you, you do at your company at Veterans Alliance Resourcing is amazing. Of course, you're a certified company. You're you know a disabled, veteran-owned small business. Everybody talks about Veterans Alliance Resourcing as the go-to place you know, to take care of business. I'm just going to call it taking care of business with these computers and electronics. But let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet to start the show and tell us about Veterans Alliance Resourcing. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Give you a little bit of an overview. Myself and my partner have been in this industry for four decades now. We actually both started back in 1981. He likes to say we started when we were about six. <laughs> but but uh, in reality, we've been doing this for a long time for some of the largest companies out there. And uh, in the course of working with some of the largest rental lease companies, some of the largest ITAD companies, or ITAD stands for IT Asset Dispositioning, um, some of the largest reverse logistics companies, and some of the largest retailers and manufacturers, we've been involved in taking material throughout the product lifecycle and putting it into the secondary market. And the secondary market is a huge industry. It's about a $500 billion industry, and it actually starts with product returns. So the moment somebody brings something back to a Walmart or to a Costco or any of the major retailers, and there's about 6% returns in the electronics base, that material goes back into the, the industry, gets processed and repackaged and resold as refurbished material. Uh, when I started in the industry, 
we were backing up trucks to companies like IBM and Apple and so forth and taking stuff out at 10 cents on the dollar. Well, nowadays you go on their website and you look at a refurbished Apple computer, might sell uh, used refurbished for $5.49 and new $6.29. So the Delta has changed from 10 cents on the dollar where we were taking truckloads to where they're now getting 90 cents of the retail dollar. And kind of that evolution of everything that had to happen to evangelize the value of secondary market material as being the viable alternative to new was something we were intimately involved in. So uh, both my partner and I helped organizations take that material, get it processed and find homes for it that were viable nowadays that could include an end user, it could in include dealers around the world. And that's kind of where we focus is we're pretty much a wholesaler. We focus on selling used equipment throughout the world. I've got about 2,500 used equipment dealers we work with globally uh, in uh, over 70 countries. And our objective is to find homes for used equipment deep into the product life cycle. And that could be as much as seven to 10 years. Uh, and that's quite helpful, not only from a standpoint of value recovery for clients that have material, but it's also great for the environment because for every device we redeploy, it's one seventh the carbon footprint of a device that has to get recycled. Wow, Michael, that's so fascinating. And it's for it. So interesting. Let's, Let's decompress, if you will, the secondary market a little bit, because like you mentioned, people buy electronics, they buy computers, they take them home, they try them out. Everybody gives a pretty good warranty or a pretty good return policy now, and they return these computers or these electronics out of the boxes. You know, the wires are sticking out back to the retailer. So for, for the people watching the show that don't really understand, what happens to that stuff? Because it sounds like you're very integral in fit, finding out another sort of home for that stuff that gets returned. Sure. Well, first off, we don't deal with the retail client base. Uh, my partner and I, we both dealt with that years ago with prior companies. But our focus is really working with corporations, agencies, institutions that have large volumes of equipment. So our job is to help facilitate the processing of that material, both in the form of uh, reverse logistics solutioning, as well as the audit side and cataloging of that material, getting information back to our clients in the form of detailed reporting, showing them exactly what came in, and then selling that material into our wholesale uh, channels that we've cultivated over all these decades and getting good value recovery for it and giving them a shared revenue portion of that money. Uh, that actually is, is very helpful. Uh, I'll give you an example of a typical client. We had a school recently that had uh, always recycled their gear because they only refresh their technology about every six years. That's pretty old. And a lot of organizations would think that can only be recycled. Well, the very first pickup we did for them, we got them over $37,000 for their material, went right back into their coffers. And you know, nowadays with budgets being what they are, it's really helpful to be able to get any dollar you can get back on that investment that you've made in technology. That's amazing, Michael. Wow, what a great, great opportunity for companies, schools, uh, organizations to reach out to at Veterans Alliance and have this conversation. And then there they go. They, they, you know, 
prior to having that conversation with you, Michael, and, and your partner, you know, they're thinking that their stuff is basically worth nothing. And then here you come back with this great report and you say, wow, we've got some great news for you. You know, we yeah. turned all this stuff into $37. It goes back in the coffers. They're able to buy new things. And of course, uh, this is a fantastic cycle. When we think about it, Michael, what's that first conversation look like from one of these organizations or one of these companies or one of these, you know, educational institutions reaching out to it, veterans. What does the conversation sound like? Do they just call and say, hey, Michael, we got a bunch of stuff we don't know what to do with? What's that first call sound like? Well, the first thing most organizations want to know is, what are you going to do with my data? Uh, the very first thing they want to know is uh, they've got to make sure that that's taken care of. And unfortunately, in our business, uh, it's not unusual that this is an afterthought for companies. Uh, they, I've seen it delegated to a secretary or someone else is saying, look, let me just get rid of this material. You go find a home for it. Well, they're not thinking about the consequences of giving it to the wrong party. Um, if that data gets compromised, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars of, of liability at a time when you've got cybersecurity being such a big issue with being compromised. But imagine what's going out your back door if you're not paying attention to the used equipment side of the equation. So what we are is we are a certified company in this space. There's two major certifying bodies. One is Siri, uh, Sustainable Electronic uh, and Recycling Industry, um, as well as the, uh, another organization that does certification of companies that make sure that that product, the data is destroyed properly with protocols. We use what's called an 800-88R1 protocol, which replaced the DOD wiping. People have heard of DOD wiping. This protocol replaced that as an alternative to it. Uh, and we give them detailed reporting. We also handle, we're one-stop shop. We'll handle the logistics. We'll handle the valuation. We'll handle the this reconciliation. We make our money off the sale. Our focus is on uh, not charging them for services. Our focus is on getting them money back for viable material. And as a certified company in this space, it puts us in a situation where we're recognized as one of the premier companies doing exactly this. Uh, R2, uh, when I made the mention about Siri, there's about a thousand companies in the world with that certification of R2 2013, which was the original certification from Siri. We're R2v3, which is the most recent iteration of this, and it's a much more stringent protocol, making sure that your processes are so tight that it's right down to the smelter. Nobody can actually find your material in a landfill. Nobody will have the material ever be compromised. We're, as part of the process, we also became ISO certified, ISO 9001. ISO uh, 14001 and ISO 45001 to make sure that our procedures are extremely tight to make sure that that material is processed properly, handled properly from an environmental standpoint, and the data can never be compromised. Michael, it's so interesting. I want to get into these certifications momentarily because it's so fascinating. And you've kept up with the R2V3 certification, of course, the ISO certifications. Everybody knows that you're a go-to company, you know, for a safe handling of the material. But what's very fascinating is a lot of companies, they might not be thinking about the, the exposure that they're going to have with all of this data on all of these machines. And there's some, 
some nightmare scenarios out there and, and actually nightmare stories of people that don't take, didn't or don't take care of their data that get fined huge amounts of money and they've got major problems. So maybe you could touch on that a bit because we found that very fascinating. Yeah, actually, uh, not only is there liability from a standpoint of being sued if your data is compromised, even federal, federal regulators will sue companies. Recently, Morgan Stanley was fined over $60 million for a simple uh, situation where they had consigned material to an ITAD company in our space uh, that wasn't certified and their downstream partner who actually handled the material wasn't certified. And because of that, they got on top of lawsuits from shareholders where the data was potentially compromised. They also had to bear a $60 million uh, fine from the federal government. So, you know, all of us are very concerned in this space with, with data destruction and making sure material doesn't end up in a landfill. Everybody's heard the stories overseas about, you know, these huge piles of inventory that show up. Well, imagine if it shows up with your name on it, your company name on it. It's a bad reflection on everyone if it's not handled properly. And the R2V3 certification is so stringent, it makes sure that that never happens. Our downstream uh, companies that we work with have to be certified just like we are. So we have to make sure that right down to the smelter level, that material is processed properly. And we only put out material that is safe to be redeployed or safe to go into the recycling partners that we've already selected and vetted. Wow, Michael, it's so awesome. And it's so important for the companies that are going to move this material to find a company like Veterans Alliance resourcing with all of these certifications. I mean, you know, the R2V3 certification cannot be an easy certification to get. And certainly all the ISO certifications are not easy as well. So congratulations. Now, you know, Michael, you mentioned your partner. And mm -hmm. let's let's give a shout out to your partner real quick, because I think, you know, when you look at the, the, the way in which you've formed the organization and formed the company and the way in which you guys really are a leader, you know, it takes the two of you really to tango, if you will. So why don't you mention your partner a little bit and let's get into that. Sure. My partner is Russell Jolie um, and Russell and I've been friends and partners, and and he was a client of mine for many years. Uh, we actually uh, worked with each other. He was uh, head of global service operations for Radio Shack. He actually set up the world's largest repair organizations in the computer space and in the smartphone space, uh, processing 10 million repairs a year. A lot of people that aren't aware in the industry don't know, but Radio Shack actually spun off a separate division that actually handled repair and returns management for six of the seven major carriers, AT&T, Singular, all these different companies that made the cell phones. They were partnered up with Radio Shack's separate division that actually handled the repair and processing of those phones. They also handled the repair and processing of computers, and they did it under a a different name so that they could actually go and work directly with not only the OEMs, but with other manufacturers, other retailers that actually hired them to handle the work uh, on post sale support warranty. So um, he spun up that division and in its course of just 15 months, it became a $140 million revenue generator for Radio Shack. So my partner knows more about processing material than anybody else in the country. I've been involved in selling material 
for my entire career. So I've worked for two of the largest rental companies. I actually worked with uh, one of the largest parts supply companies. Matter of fact, back in the day, back in the 90s and 2000 period, if you had bought a computer at Best Buy, thank you. Because if you buy that extended warranty contract, we were the supplier of all the parts after the first year of that warranty. So that second and third year of that warranty, we supplied over a million parts a year to companies like Best Buy. And that's where I actually got to meet my partner when he was running Radio Shack service operations. He was one of my clients selling him parts and, and, and giving him material that he could use to perform repair. So we got to be good friends over the years. Ultimately, we threw on our hat together and said, you know everything about processing the material. I'm really good at the sales side into the used market. Let's partner up. And that's how Veterans Alliance was formed. And I should mention the R2V3 thing. When I said there's a thousand companies that are R2 certified, there's only about 50 in the entire world that are R2V3. That's how new it is and how restrictive the, the qualification process is. That's so powerful, Michael. And of course, you and Russell, I mean, you've done such a great job with your company. And if I was to spend all the time during this interview talking about all the accolades and everything that you've built throughout your career and everything Russell has done, we'd have no room left to talk about the business or entrepreneurship. You are true leaders in the space. And like you mentioned, I mean, the R2V3 certification, only 50 of the thousand that have the, you know, the R2 certification, get this advanced or newer certification. So obviously when companies work with Veterans Alliance Resourcing, they know they're working with the best of the best. Now, Michael, when a company reaches out to you, what time in the process are they reaching out to you? Are they saying, hey, Michael, we've got some things that we need to, you know, move along. We have some material that we're thinking about maybe two, three, four years out that we need to think about. Or do they say, hey, Michael, we need some, you know, we need the stuff gone today. What part of the cycle of the material do they typically reach out to you? Actually, we engage with them at different uh, phases in the life cycle. I'll give you an example. If they're strategically looking at, um, you know, being able to offer this up as a service, one of our client profiles is a managed service provider community. These are the guys that actually sell new equipment. We partner with them so that they can partner with their client base as offering product lifecycle management as a service at end of life. So we're in a position to help facilitate those engagements where they're taking back material uh, at the end of the product lifecycle for all the disparate clients that they represent and that they service. Also, if we're dealing directly with a corporation or an agency or an institution, We'll work with them in two ways. One, transactionally. If they've got a pile of material that they want us to take out, we'll work with them on getting that material processed and getting them a recovery and reporting for that material. However, a lot of companies we find have this as an ongoing need. And if they're a large enough company, this could be a monthly activity. So we actually engage it in a contract level where we are the ITAD processor of record. So we become their, their go-to company, if you will, on any um, material refresh activity that they're doing. And as they're recycling their material or getting disposition ready for that material, they're on a typical uh, cycle of four to five years. That's an ongoing process for a company that's got you know, tens of thousands of employees, and they need to rotate that material instead of accumulating it, they'll do it monthly. And in that capacity, we're actually the partner that handles that material for them. 
Well, Michael, it's so interesting. Let's talk about where the material goes, where it ends mm-hmm. up. People are listening to the show. I know they're fascinated. I'm sure there's some CEOs and founders thinking about their, their offices right now and all the material that they have and what they're going to do with it, how they're going to move it along and distribute it in a safe way, make sure they don't get fined for all the data that's on those machines and they need to work with a certified company, hopefully R2V3 certified, and of course with the advanced ISO certifications as well. Where does this, this material that you place end up? Well, it's really interesting. When I started in the industry, I worked for two of the largest rental lease companies. We had $100 million worth of equipment that had to be refreshed every two to three years. So, you know, rental companies, you have to always have the latest and greatest. Well, in order to find channels for that, this was back in the 80s, I had to go around finding used equipment dealers around the world that would buy this material. It's already been tested. It's already good. But these are people that wanted to find it as an alternative. Now, in doing that search of finding all these guys, I pulled out yellow pages. I went around and went to auctions, cultivated a channel. When I started with uh, the the first major rental lease company, I only had 50 clients uh, that I sold to. By the time I was done, we had 7,000. This was way before the internet. This was way before being able to broadcast uh, through just one simple email. This was back in the days where we had to have fax machines to communicate to people. So our demand became so strong that I was able to actually be in a position to start moving material for the major manufacturers, taking their used equipment or even their product returns and selling that back into the market. And essentially, we cultivated a used equipment channel by having that material be able to go from the manufacturer. As a matter of fact, it led to me launching the very first trade-in program in the industry with Apple uh, back, back many, many years ago. Started to actually facilitate an entire trade-in process uh, called the Apple Exchange Program. I've been involved with trade-in programs ever since where we can find a home for that material in the secondary market. The secondary market is a $500 billion industry. As I said, it starts at the very beginning and goes all the way through the life cycle. Finding used equipment channels for this globally is something I've done for my entire career. And the profile of, of who buys this material varies tremendously. It could be a dealer over in, um, in Europe or in Asia that redeploys the equipment to people that find it attractive as an inexpensive alternative to buying new. It's also a lot of the economics work out. If you think about it, uh, a core i5 machine that was launched six years ago actually has the processing power to run a company. I ran our company on an old i5 fourth generation computer up until just this year. So, it, you know, from a processing power standpoint, these computers are still quite useful for the fundamental functions that they perform. So all we're doing is giving an alternative uh, to a market that highly desires low-cost uh, processing material. And we don't cultivate those channels right down to the end user. We cultivate the channels to the dealers that sell to those end users. And a lot of times, even the channel will be comprised of parts, guys. That's actually where I got my, my start in the, in the business, where I was actually selling to guys that were harvesting it for parts. I actually went to work for one of those companies and helped grow that company 
to where we actually had the contract uh, not only supplying all the parts for Best Buy, as I mentioned before, but actually being in a position where we were handling Dell's lease returns for the better part of almost seven years, 40,000 units a month, processing that material and putting it back out. So I've had the blessing of having large volumes of material in my portfolio that allowed me to cultivate channels for this used equipment. And those dealers love used equipment all over the world. And they just keep on coming back for more. Michael, it's really remarkable. I mean, the number of channels and the number of relationships that you have throughout the world is second to none. You've been able to harvest these these channels in a, in a meaningful way for many, many years. And of course, they stay with you because you do such a great job. You and Russell have run a great business. They know that you, know, you stand behind your word and when you say something's going to happen, it happens, which is also why so many companies, so many you know, educational um, um, you know, schools and universities reach out to you as well because they know that you're going to be able to handle this material in such a powerful uh, in pr- and protected way to make sure that you know they're able to be remunerated in in the right way with your honesty and integrity with all the reporting that you provide. It's really remarkable. Now, Michael, I want to turn the conversation to entrepreneurship because you know people are going to be watching the show. They're listening to you. They're saying to themselves, "Wow, I mean, this guy, this Michael Schuler. I mean, he's on top of his game." I mean, he's been at this for a long time. He really understands this industry. He's a specialist. He's an expert. He's one of the leaders in the country, leaders in the world with regard to, you know, taking this material and finding a home for it. So let's talk about entrepreneurship because some entrepreneurs might be watching the show and maybe they're facing a roadblock. Maybe they're hitting a brick wall. Maybe they have have a pothole in the road. Maybe they're freezing in the frame. They don't know what to do because they've never experienced maybe a tough time in their business. So maybe you could talk to the entrepreneurs watching the show, maybe the younger entrepreneurs that are facing a difficult time and give them some advice based on your background and experience about how to get through those tough times. Well, I think probably the best thing I could say is become good at what you do and find the differentiators of what you bring to the market. If you're not able to differentiate yourself in a, in a quick five-second bullet of what you can do for someone that's different than somebody else, it's going to be very difficult to actually be successful. Uh, being an entrepreneur and being successful really comes down to being able to offer a service or a product that somebody's going to want and they want it from you versus somebody else. At the end of the day, um, you need to be good at something and you need to be able to define that something very clearly and very concisely to your, to your market base. Um, I think that's probably the biggest difference. The other one, find a great partner. <laughs> you know, I, I've been blessed. I have a wonderful partner. We, we marry up very well relative to our, our strengths and our capabilities. He knows everything about processing product. And I like to think I know a lot about selling product. So it's a good combination and, and we work really well together. And we bring a lot of uh, experience in building companies as executives. We both have been presidents of other companies. We both have run other companies. And frankly, I was a right hand to multiple entrepreneurs over the years, helping build their business. So I've been fortunate at having that experience that I can now translate to running our own business. Michael, that's great advice. You know, so many people in Silicon Valley or in New York, you know, Miami, Texas, anywhere around the world, 
you know, that has a startup where they're looking for some funding, they're looking for some venture capital money or for some angel money. The first question always is, let's talk about your team. Let's talk about if you have built the right team for world domination, because solopreneurs are very, very difficult to fund these days, because like you mentioned, you and Russell have, have come together and you've brought unique skills to the program, a unique set of skills, as they say, to this entrepreneurial journey. And you both have an expertise in a certain area that combines perfectly for what you're doing at Veterans Alliance Resourcing. It's really a remarkable story. Michael, I have one final question. I know I've kept you over today. I know you've only sliced out a certain amount of time. So many companies are reaching out to you to have you handle their material. Uh, you know, you're, you're a go-to company. Everybody talks about Veterans Alliance Resourcing when they're thinking about materials. What's your why? Why do you wake up in the morning, Michael? What gets you going? What gets you putting one foot in front of the other to you know, make sure that you have a great day to, to build this amazing company that you've been able to build? I, I got to say, the one thing that really drives me is the secondary market as a whole. I, I'm a big believer in it. I've, I've played in it now for four decades. And I believe in what it can do for organizations and people as offering alternatives, as well as helping out the environment. One of the things that really drives me is if you can actually help clients that don't know this market engage successfully, engage safely, be in a position where you have somebody that can walk you through the engagement process and make a little bit of money out of, the, out of the engagement, as well as getting great reporting and great safety around making sure that the materials process properly, that drives me. It, it, you know, I've been in this industry a long time. I've seen organizations that will take a million dollars worth of equipment and convert it to $100,000 at settlement. To me, that's a travesty. You know, we believe in giving money back to clients commensurate with the equipment value. If it's worth a million dollars, we want to make sure they're going to share in a good chunk of that percentage of that value in getting that back into their, their budgets. And I, I think that being able to facilitate that through the connections and the experience and the knowledge that both Russell and I bring to the table is what really drives us. And, and one of the things that is a watchword at Veterans Alliance Resourcing. I love it, Michael. And for the entrepreneurs watching the show, rewind what Michael just said. I mean, that really is what I call a mini Harvard MBA. You know, Michael, I always say it, but when you go to Harvard, you know, you, you go and the professors are giving these case studies about companies that are that are doing great things or failing, depending on the particular case study. And half the students answer the case study one way and half the students answer the case study the other way. But what happens there is that you know, that's in a classroom, that's in a, in a boilerplate environment. They do the best they can, but there's nothing like really putting your feet on the ground as an entrepreneur and learning it the old fashioned way, which is boots on the ground. And that's what you and Russell have been able to do. And the, 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 the little gems along the way, Michael, that you've given to the entrepreneurs watching the show, really remarkable. And they resonate for me. They're going to re resonate for them as well, no matter what business they're in. So it's really great, great uh, introspection that you have. And thank you so much for, for sharing some of your entrepreneurial journey as well as, of course, what you're doing at Veterans Alliance Resourcing. I mean, this R2V3 certification, the ISO certified, there's another thing that's a, I, I promised I was not going to have to look down at my notes, but I think I'm going to have to, because I want to say it fast. 
the SDVOSB certification, which is the Service mm -hmm. Disabled Veteran Owned Small Business Certification as well. Unbelievable job that you've done. Unbelievable and remarkable business you've built throughout the years, Michael. I want to thank you so much for coming on the Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. It's been a real joy. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank <laughs> you.